0: Welcome to this episode of Come, Follow Me, Disciple's Journey. This episode will cover uh, section 12 of the Doctrine and Covenants, and maybe 13, but at least section 12. So, Joseph Knight, um, this is what Joseph Smith had to say about Joseph Knight. For 15 years he has been a faithful and true and even-handed and exemplary and virtuous and kind Uh, never deviating to the right hand or to the left. Behold, he is a righteous man, and it shall be said of him by the sons of Zion, while there is one of them remaining, that this man was a faithful man in Israel. Therefore, his name shall never be forgotten. So this was written by Joseph Smith uh, in 1842. So, I mean, how awesome is that to have the prophet Joseph say that about you? Joseph uh, Smith had worked for Joseph Knight, and, uh, basically, so from the, the time that they, they knew each other and Joseph was a good example, I mentioned this in the overview ch- episode, uh, he had kind of built a trust with Joseph Knight, uh, and his wife, uh, Polly. And so they accepted and believed what he, what he taught. Uh, It reminds me of Corianton, Alma's son, as Alma and uh, his missionary group were trying to teach the Zoramites. We read in uh, Alma 39-42 through that Corianton was not a good example. He wasn't living the gospel. And because of that, Alma specifically says that many of the Zoramites wouldn't believe Alma's words because they saw Corianton's bad example. The reverse of that is if we have a good example and if we are good examples, if we show forth our uh, good example through patience and kindness and diligence like uh, Ammon and his brethren did in the land of the Lamanites, then that example can be parlayed into trust and can be then turned into uh, someone listening to us when we invite them to come unto Christ. And that's exactly what Joseph Smith was able to do with Joseph Knight. So uh, he teaches them they, they believe and they want to help. And so from time to time, they would bring supplies. And so it was on one of these trips that Joseph Knight asked Joseph Smith to inquire of the Lord what his standing was, what the Lord wanted him to do. And... These these trips were important, especially in this type in this time frame. In May 1829, Joseph and Oliver are engaged in translating uh, the Book of Mormon again, had, and they were actually nearing a time when they would have had to have stopped uh, because they needed supplies, which would have meant they would have had to go out find some like temporary work to get money, buy supplies and food and things to come back and finish translating. Um, but instead. Joseph Knight shows up, allows them to continue. And so it's this blessing from God. Uh, you know, it's one of these times where Joseph and Oliver don't know that it's coming. Joseph Knight shows up and is an answer to prayer. Uh, you'll notice that section 12 rings very similar to uh, section 11, as well as section 4. And again, just section 4 is to Joseph Smith Sr., section 11 is to Hiram Smith. And they're asking essentially the same question that that Joseph Knight was asking, that is, what, what's my place in the kingdom of God? What do you want me to do, Lord? What, what work and can I be engaged in? And can I be engaged? Am I worthy to be engaged? And one thing that stands out in the, the way that the Lord speaks in this section to Joseph is uh, Joseph Knight through joseph smith as he says in verse two behold i am god this is a common theme that i've seen throughout scripture that when the lord speaks to someone he often reminds them of that and it's like how can i forget you're speaking to me and you yeah, of course you're god you're you know receiving revelation but one of the purposes to that for that in my mind is to remind us our place to remind us that you know we are his children he is god and it helps us to be humble and this relates to verse 8 that says, And no one can assist in this work except he shall be humble and full of love, having faith, hope, and charity, being temperate in all things, whatsoever shall be entrusted to his care. So, verse, or, uh, excuse me, Spencer W. Kimball, in talking about humility, what is it and how we can get it? He said, If the Lord was meek and lowly and humble, then to become humble, one must do what he did in boldly denouncing evil, bravely advancing righteous works courageously meeting every problem, becoming the master of himself and the situation about him, and being near oblivious to personal credit. Humble and meek properly suggest virtues, not weaknesses. They suggest a consistent mildness of temper and an absence of wrath and passion. Humility suggests no affection, no bombastic actions. Aff- sorry, humility suggests no affectation. Affection, that'd be different. No affectation. No bombastic actions. It is not turbid nor grandilo- grandilo- grandiloquent. That's a word that I've read multiple times, preparing for this moment to read it out loud, and I still botched it. So we're going to go on, and he continues by saying, It is not servile submissiveness. It is not cowed or frightened. No shadow or shaking of a leaf terrorizes it. How does one get humble? To me, one must constantly be reminded of his dependence on... On whom dependent? On the Lord. How remind oneself? By real, constant, worshipful, worshipful grateful prayer. The Lord says, I am God. So, uh, Helaman chapter 10, I I am God, you are Nephi. He basically says that in the first few verses of uh, Helaman chapter 10 to Nephi. He reminds us of, of our proper relationship. One of the purposes of prayer is to bring our will in alignment with the Father's. And it it's this rightful uh, place in our understanding and recognizing our rightful our, our right relation to God that uh, helps us to be humble and opens up um, the ability to receive revelation. Also, the word repent uh, comes from a word that means to change and change everything. But it also means to bring in a right, to bring us into right relation to God is is another definition of, of the word repentance. And so, as we repent and uh, we become humble, and as we are humble, we are able to repent. President Nelson, in talking about being humble, said, "The attributes by which we shall be judged one day are all spiritual. These include love, virtue, integrity, compassion, and service to others. Your spirit, coupled with." And housed in your body is able to develop and manifest these attributes attributes in ways that are vital to your eternal progression. Spiritual progress is attained through steps of faith, repentance, baptism, gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end, including the endowment and sealing ordinances of the Holy Temple. So to me, what President Nelson says is, Our spirit coupled with, with and housed in your body is able to develop and manifest these attributes, spiritual attributes like, well... And no one can insist, assist in the work except he shall be humble and full of love, having faith, hope, charity, being temperate. These are the spiritual things. How can we get those? Well, President Nelson says it's through getting on and staying on the covenant path. Uh, Joseph Smith, in talking about being full of love, said, Love is one of the chief characteristics of deity and ought to be manifest by those who aspire to be the sons of God. A man filled with the love of God is not content with blessing his family alone, but ranges through the whole earth, anxious to bless the whole human race. What is that love? It is charity. What is charity? It's agape. It's the Greek agape, which is the love that God has for man. It's the kind of love that we should have for God, and it's the kind of love that we should try to have for our fellow men as well. Is it a feeling? Not so much. Is it a a, a feeling of affection? Not so much. What is it? It's an an anxiousness to bless the whole human race. It's an anxiousness to to bless other people. It's a true care for the well-being and happiness of others. And that's not necessarily a feeling at all. It manifests itself through work, through labor, through service, through prayer and praying for the ben- uh, for the benefit of others. And sometimes it's accompanied by affection. Sometimes it's accompanied by a, a warm feeling of of uh, camaraderie and uh, you know desiring to be friends with this person. But sometimes it's not, and it doesn't have to be. That's what true love is, and that's as. The Lord said to Joseph Knight, it's one of the things that uh, qualify us for the work. And so kind of tie these things together. How do we qualify for the work? Being, How do we have humility and love and faith and hope and charity, being temperate in all things? Those are spiritual gifts. We, we seek for them. We pray for them. We ask for them. We work for them. We make and keep secret, sacred covenants. Uh, and as you'll see in the next episode (spoiler), we're going to split into two. Section 13 is going to have its own episode. Uh, as we undertake these ordinances or uh, these covenants through ordinance, through priesthood ordinances, our minds can be opened, and we can receive the Spirit in greater measure, as Joseph and Oliver did after uh, John the Baptist visited them. Hope you join me in the next episode as we talk about John the Baptist's visit and uh, what he taught and what happened in that visit and afterward.